All right, welcome back to the Kickback Podcast. Let's just get right into it. We have another guest, Adrian, a.k.a. Let him know who you are. Uh, my name is uh, Adrian. People know me as Wavelinks on the socials. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, Adrian is another musician, another one of my friends. He's very, very talented. I've seen Thank the you. first words that I heard... To describe you, it was like, we were all working in the studio or something, in my studio right here, talking about a video. I think it was probably for, like, Jordan's video. Mm. And they were describing you like, oh, no, Adrian's fucking crazy. Adrian's crazy. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that kid is something. I'm like, okay, but, like, what? He's like, you just have to meet him. I'm like, well, what is he? He's like, he's he's great. You have, you just have to meet him. <laughs> and then I met you. I was like, oh, yeah, this kid's a badass. Um... That's that's the one thing about me. I'm terrible at taking compliments. Uh-huh. So every time I hear stuff like that, I'm like, huh, okay, nice. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to react to, to stuff like that, but thank you. Yeah, thank I you. really do think you're a badass, bro. Thank you. Like, I've seen you work in a lot of different, I guess, aspects of art. Mm. And you always pop off on everything. Thank you. Whether thank it be you. like a YouTube video or guitar. I dude shredding the guitar with the Wolverine claws will forever stay in my mind. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I'm like, can you do it with this? And you went right with it. You know, when you get presented an object and they're like, Can you do this? You just go for it. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if it's Wolverine claws. Especially. I mean, if it would have been cool if they were like more metal, but I feel like it played off perfectly through the amp. Yeah. If they were actual metal, like titanium, that'd be adamantium, fun. is that the is that uh, mm. that's mm-hmm. well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the other one is vibranium. Comic accurate. Yeah. Yes. Do you think there's something like adamantium in this world? Like a metal like that, vibranium. There's got to be vibranium somewhere. In this room. In this room. Prime. It's in the prime. It's in the prime. It's in the prime. You become Wolverine with Prime, <laughs> dude. They should make that into an ad. But yeah, bro, let's talk about let's talk about music. Cause mm. That's what you live through. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't like that um, until pandemic, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when everything just shifted into gear. Yeah, pretty much. I what mean, I was like, it it was. Um, Truthfully, mm-hmm. the going down the music route started because of a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a way of me to like, it was a way for me to express the emotions that I couldn't really put into words mm-hmm. through words, but in a song. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. You had to put it into an artistic viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sometimes things just roll off the tongue a lot better, you know? Yeah. One and thing I have on my arm, I've said it before in the podcast, but it says, L'arte es la solución al chaos. Mm. And I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes words can stop a whole war. Yeah. Music has stopped wars in the past. I mean, yeah, when the like the Who and the Beatles, when they were in their prime, they were like, 
leading the the peace revolution, mm-hmm. like the Berlin Wall, Pink Floyd, all that stuff. Yeah, so. exactly. So I guess in your case, it did end a war in in my than you. in myself. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But Crazy then it, it started a bunch of other avenues, I guess, because it's it started my my band with Jordan. It started my other my metal band, um, and just working within music in general. So been an interesting change mm-hmm. what kind of changes have you seen like what makes it so interesting uh i think it's just growing up being so dead set of being of like going down film because uh-huh. i wanted to be a film director producer. oh so film was your like original thing yeah that was uh-huh. the original goal i was wondering how you knew a little bit more about video editing because like i knew you could do like you know video editing but then you took it to like a different level like, oh shit he really knows this stuff how does he know that yeah i i mean it all started with like a film course i took for uh-huh. like uh the new york film academy Ooh. it was like a summer course it was one week long super uh-huh. simple um but they taught us like basics for premiere pro and we filmed like our own short film so we learned we learned a lot but at the same time like barely anything Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> only what they wanted to teach you tip of the iceberg type stuff yeah. you can only learn so much within a week you know mm-hmm. um, but that really sparked it that that creativity that uh, started the little foundation yeah yeah pretty much and it, it kind of was just consistency that got me to like the place where I'm at now because I still don't think I'm like that amazing yeah um you still know that there's like greater depth. There's so many leagues that yeah. I have yet to reach uh, when it comes to like editing, um, when it comes to music production, like all of that stuff. So I always look um, at my progress as a whole and kind of just uh, take it with a grain of salt because like I don't want my ego to get too big yeah. before I even get no, big I, at all. I've been saying that word a lot like this past week ego and mm. i've been seeing it a lot more not within me but like just in different aspects from different people and i've been learning a lot about it and especially as a creative like putting your ego to the side is like one it's of the tricky. biggest things it's hard it, yeah it's hard uh, it's hard to like not only push it aside but also uh-huh. have it nearby because if you don't have ego mm-hmm. to the 100 percent, like you become very um, insecure about what you're yeah. doing, and that kind of blocks you in a way. Exactly. So yeah. You, when your your brother said something, and it said he said that um, what he sees art is just making a decision and being confident in that decision, and that correlates back perfectly with what you just said. Yeah. It it's that certain level of confidence to be able to make those type of decisions, but not um, be stuck to those decisions if they go wrong. Mm. You know, so kind of being biwata, biwata, flow. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and especially in art, man, you crash and it sets you off course big time. Like, I've heard that there's musicians who just don't write for the longest of time because they think that they, they, they can't do it. Yeah. Johnny Cash being an example, like he's <clears throat> like, it's not, I'm not the same. I think for for our generation, when it comes to artists and and creators mm-hmm. along those lines. I think it's a little more difficult to face the the backlash just because it's so fast. Mm, like yeah. the comment comment sections, like mm-hmm. it's it bad comments can be pretty brutal. Yeah. To to that 
to your ego and to just like your confidence as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, taking, taking all that into consideration is just like mm-hmm. the, cause when, when I started YouTube, I started getting a lot of um, positive comments and I still do. My, yeah. my community is very, very positive and I'm really uh, grateful for that. But there are those comments every now and then that are just very negative or not even like very negative, mm-hmm. but slightly negative. And then you read it and you're just like, oh, and then you think about it for yeah. like the rest like, of the I day. Should I feel yeah. something about this? <laughs> should I, should I take this to heart? You don't, don't. Yeah. And it's that little conflict of trying to decide whether or not you should take it to the heart. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about that all day, it sets you off. I think that's that's the that's a good way to like being able to distinguish between constructive criticism and just a hate comment, pretty just much. A dumbass comment, yeah. Because no, if you if um, you can't distinguish that, then you're gonna have a hard time growing. Yeah, you really gotta like toughen your defenses up when it comes to reading comments like some people just don't even read the comments they just post and mm-hmm. stay away and just let it do whatever it has to do i mean more power to them honestly. yeah that's that's something that you just gotta build yourself you build your way up to yeah like right now i have a sis i have a post of my little sister right mm-hmm. and she wanted to do like a sour candy challenge right just a warhead or something yeah and she puts it in her mouth and my little sister has silver teeth caps because when she was a baby, her teeth, they would like rot and chip off. Mm. So they needed something to protect the tooth or else it was going to like, I don't know. But she has silver teeth right here. And people were commenting on that. They were like, oh, you should stop feeding her candy. Mm. Oh, you guys are doing like child abuse and stuff like that. And I'm like, child you abuse. Got, she's eating a candy. <laughs> All right, whatever. And that, it, the comments grew and grew and grew, and it was all along the same terms. And I'm like, all right, I've heard enough. So I just disabled it, right? I was mm-hmm. like, I don't need any more comments. I don't need this video to blow up anymore. Like, whatever. Yeah. It blows up again. And because they can't comment on that video, they went to other videos in my profile no to comment on that video in another video. Wow. Like, that's crazy. Like yeah. the, you have to spend the time to, like, really go into their profile to comment that to sh- yeah. to let your words, your hateful words towards a six year old out. But at the same time, you gotta take it from the other perspective. Like they're taking time out of their day from doing something productive or doing something nice mm-hmm. to someone else to just hate on you. Yeah, exactly. So, it's it's crazy to yeah. just think about it. Yeah. So when you think of it like that in that aspect, I think it makes it a lot easier. To just block out all of those hate comments. Yeah. Or how you said distinguish it from actual criticism. Because mm-hmm. me, I could say I, I love criticism. I love when they tell me, oh, next time, like one thing you could do is add that or take away that because it doesn't really look that good in my opinion. I'm like, cool. I'll yeah. take it into consideration. I love those comments. Right? Yeah. It builds you to be better. Yeah. And there's, but there are just some people that they think they know it all. So it's like that's everyone on the internet. Yeah, that's literally the internet. Ourselves included. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's different too in that aspect where like now I know that I know nothing. So it's like I'm willing to learn from everyone that I meet, you know? So that's one thing that I'm taking more into consideration with this podcast. 
It's mm-hmm. just the uh, having people like you, you know, artists or creators or people who are really passionate and doing something differently compared to just the average person. Because mm. I don't think you're average. I think you're doing I think something. I don't think so. I think you're doing something that maybe 90% of the world isn't doing. Or you're thinking in a way that 90% of the world isn't thinking. You know, I I agree. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I don't really see it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know. Growing up, I've never really, like, uh, taken time to acknowledge my accomplishments, mm-hmm. which is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, but at the same time, it's it's allowed me to realize that the way that I think and mm-hmm. the way that I act is... Um, the way that it is because I've done that. Mm-hmm. Be- it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably should acknowledge my accomplishments more, mm-hmm. but I feel like the fact that um, I don't see myself as someone that's like accomplished much or like achieved a great amount mm-hmm. makes me want to do that, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't, give me that like weird like social yeah yeah that you don't feel entitled to yeah 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 Yeah, i I don't i don't feel like i don't feel like um more or less than anyone anyone Mm -hmm. else i think because i don't think i'm in competition with anybody else it's more like at the end of the day it's just me Mm -hmm. you know because that person can go and be great and do those amazing things but if i do or don't it doesn't matter to anybody else. Yeah. You know? It's just within you. Yeah. So when I think about it, it's more like, um, like it's cool that you're hard on yourself. Like that those accomplishments, you don't really take in consideration. Like how you said, it, it would be better like if you could. And sometimes it's further along, along the road where you're like, wow, like look at everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. And it certainly hits you. And it's more about doing that more often, how you said. Yeah. But I think the way you do it is just, you know how good you can get. Yeah. And I guess you don't see those accomplishments as accomplishments because you know that you just got to keep going. But, mm, yeah, I do see them as accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I've never talked about this, so it's kind of yeah. weird for me to actually, like, mm-hmm. say it out loud. Um I don't know. I see them as accomplishments. I just see all the steps that I need to do to get where I want to be, mm-hmm. which makes me think like, oh, yes, I did these things. It's amazing. But I got to keep going. Yeah. I can't I can't stay um, relishing the the accomplishments for too long mm-hmm. or else I feel like I'm falling behind. Yeah. You're not moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's pretty interesting. Um it's kind of cool because you're looking forward to the next song, the next project, mm-hmm. next work of art. And yeah. I feel like the more you focus on moving forward and what's next in task, I feel like the better it'll come out because of how good you went into it. Yeah. And I find more joy out of looking ahead mm-hmm. than I do in like relishing the glory, mm-hmm. I guess. What do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, I think because a lot of what I do mm-hmm. uh, is creative. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the the accomplishments come from hours and hours of uh, creative process. But yeah. I love the process more than I love like the end result. Yeah, it's about the practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Like when when I perform with uh, Forget Tomorrow, yeah. like it's the most fun I I have ever, um, and I I relish those moments. I like I love those moments a lot mm-hmm. because that's that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and looking back at like how many people we brought to a show or how many streams we got on Spotify. Yeah, like, dude, it's insane. All that, like, all that stuff is great, but the performing is what I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Like, all that other stuff is just analytics. And uh-huh. it's, like, it's sure, we're growing our fan base and we're getting a lot of love and support, which is amazing. But, but you like to perform. being on stage yeah. and, like, seeing people jump and, and have a good time. And just like, rock out. Yeah. That's, that's why... I, I do what I do pretty much. When's your next show? <laughs> I don't know about Forget Tomorrow, um, but my other band, the Wave of Discord, they're performing, we're performing at uh, Chain Reaction in July, July 28th. Oh, nice. How so, often do you perform? It's going to be our first show ever. Oh, wow. Yes. How's that? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> You're still processing it. It's... It's going to be... I'm very stressed because uh-huh. logistically it's a nightmare. My Dude, drummer, I always see that too. You're just like, oh, Adrian's thinking about it like heavy. My drummer lives in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, wow. My okay. bassist lives in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Uh-huh. Uh, my guitarist lives in Utah. Uh-huh. So we're not near each other How do you guys all. practice? We don't. Individually. Oh. But you guys don't practice together as a band? There was one trip that everyone took down to Cali uh-huh. where, and we recorded the music video for our two new songs that are coming out next month. Okay. Um, and we had one day to practice, <laughs> four days to shoot the videos. I don't know how you always do that. <laughs> and then they went home. You always just like... Guys, we have no time. Let's get it done. <laughs> and it always gets it done. It always ends reason. up getting I done. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. You work well under pressure, would you say? I I think I've um, accustomed myself to work under pressure. Mm. Because I'm a heavy procrastinator. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I've never been diagnosed with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like ADHD or any of, of those yeah. things. I'm pretty sure I have them all. Oh, really? Yeah. It, why do you think that is? Or why do you think you have ADD or ADHD? I, I have a lot of friends and siblings that have it. Okay. And we behave the exact same way. <laughs> and all the problems that they have and they tell me like about ADHD and all that, yeah. I'm just like, I've, I've been through the exact same thing. Yeah, that's but, so me. That is so me, bro. No, but I've never gotten it diagnosed just because I don't really care. Uh-huh. Um, I also don't really want to be medicated for that just because I feel like a lot of my creativity stems from mm-hmm. from like just random moments. And I feel like if I'm medicated, it might subdue that creativity in a way. Yeah. Because I don't know. See, I, don't, I, I, have, I don't even really... know what I was talking about. What, <laughs> how did I get to... What were, we, what were we talking about? Working under pressure. 
Working yes. under pressure, yeah. Uh, I was procrastinating a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and in school, I, I pushed homework up to, like, the last, last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it always worked. That's the problem. <laughs> it always worked, so I kept doing it. Um, well, this is the way it has to be. It's the way it has to be. This is the way. This is the way. And it just never changed. Um, I've tried to... It, it's getting better. Yeah. I'm getting better at structuring a little bit. Still chaotic. Um, but it's about but it's, structure. It, yeah. It's getting a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't really know much about... I haven't looked into it, to be honest with you, with like ADD or ADHD to like fully talk about it. But mm-hmm. some things that I have heard is that a lot of people, they are told to believe that it's like a disadvantage or like... Um, I don't know, because they can't correlate thoughts. But sometimes it's a matter of using the cards that you have, right? Like, go back go back to that same quote of just playing it right. I feel like you've been playing it right. I mean, of course, like you said, there could be a little bit more structure. Mm-hmm. But you have good cards. Yeah. You have great cards. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at right now. And uh, still have so much to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but my work with, uh, Forget Tomorrow is doing really well. We have a song coming out next week. I saw you guys were filming a music video, no? Yeah. It's like a performance video. Oh, okay. So we have a performance video and a visualizer coming out. Okay. Um. For that song or for... Mm-hmm. Okay. For that song. For that nice. One. And, um... How was the process of making that song? Oh, uh, so much fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We went with this, uh, this guy, uh, Zach. He has a studio out in Lake Elsinore great guy um and we spent like a good week uh re-recording a song that jordan wrote with uh some of the boys in the north star boys Mm -hmm. which is a content group that i work for okay um and uh he wrote this song i was i was at a judas priest concert when he sent me this song Mm -hmm. and he was like this is the next one it's gotta be. This is the next one. It's gotta be. Jordan says that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He sends me this song via text and he he texts me. He's like, this is our next song. And it was Young Love, mm-hmm. which is the name of the That's next me. song. Okay. Um. So we spent a week with Zach re-recording everything that he recorded and changing it to um, fit everyone's personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really get that forget tomorrow feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that was last year <laughs> and it's barely coming out now what happened why did it take so long uh we planned to to do like a music video and there was like we had like a 5k budget that was going into it all mm-hmm. our money that we were earning up but then like you know money problems going yeah. through and like we couldn't get like schedules together and it was a whole it was a whole mess of problems yeah um so we just decided, like, hey, let's just release the song. Because we yeah. were postponing it like crazy. Just do it. So, and, yeah, and when we were on, we performed in San Francisco mm-hmm. with uh, the North Star Boys. We opened up for them on that their was tour. Northern San Francisco. Yeah. Upstate. Yeah. That was, um, <laughs> that was <laughs> so chaotic, again, is uh-huh. uh, the word that revolves my life. Um I was on tour with the North Star Boys for about a month and a half. Damn. And San Francisco was our third to last show. Okay. So I hadn't practiced practiced with them since like January. It was a long time. Yeah. And uh, 
we found out that we were going to perform at the show like a week before mm-hmm. we were actually going to perform. Um, so you just had to <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, literally, when we went to, on our way down from Toronto, mm-hmm. we went to the one and only Sweetwater, which mm-hmm. is like this huge like music store that has literally everything. Okay. I bought a guitar Ooh, at nice. the music store. And I, all black. Okay. Of course. Gotcha. And I I use that guitar to practice for our show. Mm-hmm. Um, a day before the show, I get a call at three in the morning. Jordan's still at my house. It's an eight hour drive to San Fran. Keep that in mind. Mm. It's uh, he calls me at three a.m. He's like, I don't know where your guitar is. The, the case won't open. And I was like, it was a whole lock mechanism thing that he couldn't <laughs> figure out. Um, so I, I, I fell asleep. Uh-huh. I woke up. I got that call. Um, I told them how to open the case. And then they were on their way to San Fran. They got to San Fran. Jordan had no sleep. Marcelo wasn't even there yet because he had work. <laughs> and Marcelo had to fly in. He left work at like 1 p.m. Our show was at like 7. He grabbed a flight from LAX, flew over to San Fran. To make the we, show. We had to go pick up Marcelo. Uh, or no, they Ubered. I don't know how they got there. I, it, I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just... It was just a nightmare. Chaotic, yeah. Chaotic. I um, think that's a perfect word to summarize it. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, we got on stage and we performed and it was an, an amazing time. Yeah. So, how long, how many songs did you perform? I think it was like 25 minutes. So we did like six songs. I don't know. I nice. don't remember. Stop but then that. like we played Young Love. and okay. um, The unreleased one. Mm-hmm. Oh, sneak peek. And after, at the next two shows... We had a lot of people that were at the San Fran show that were like going to the next two shows. What? And um, amazing. We have the best fan base. That's crazy. Imaginable. Yeah. Um, like that's an accomplishment. We man. we only that's performed perfect. at San Fran though. Uh-huh. So I just got to meet them. Like I got to meet them because I was still with Wait, them. Wait, you only boys. performed at San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you? I think you performed in the other three. No, no, no. The oh. fans showed up for the other three. Ah, uh, but you didn't yeah, perform yeah. in the next no, ones. No, 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 no. Why not? Just did it. Well, they had other openers for the other shows. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, they went up to me and they were like, "We want Young Love. Like, we want you guys to release it. It's such a great song. Um, I need to hear it." And now I was like, "We need. We had the budget, telling you all the excuses that I was telling you like yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. ago." And then they were like, "You should just. Re- you should just release." It. I was gonna say that because um, I was gonna ask you like, why do you think you procrastinate a lot? And I'm like, nah, like, if you really think about it, you're making something great happen within that, like, little time crunch that you do. And you fit it all and it works out perfectly. I so think- I know that if you were to, like, actually take your time with something or just simply release it, I think you'd do great. Yeah, I think the 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 reason why we were putting it back so much was uh-huh. just because... Um, both Jordan and I strive for like perfection, mm-hmm. which kind of hinders our ability to get things done because we're good always working enough. on. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the main reason why we didn't want to release Young Love because we wanted the music video to be perfect. Yeah. Um, 
And then I, it got to a point, like, after those conversations I had with the fans, um, where I just went up to Jordan and I was like, we just, we need to get it done. We need <laughs> to release it. it the, yeah. No music video. We could do a visualizer. And then he had the idea of doing a performance video, which mm -hmm. is what we did a few days ago. Because, like, same thing with the podcast. One thing that I had noticed was, like, I want to get the three cameras and edit it and do all that and then get all the shorts and, you know, all the stuff that goes into or goes around the mm. actual thing. And it's this. Just yeah. having this conversation with somebody. Right. All this other stuff is afterwards. And we can focus on that later. But I want this right mm. here as the priority. And right. I guess for you, it would be better just to have fun making the song, you know, as, as we're having fun having this conversation. Mm -hmm. You finish it and you just put it out. Everything else can come afterwards. But it's just a matter of just doing and keep going and going. Because mm. I don't know, I'm maybe because I've never even tapped into like the whole musician world. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. One thing I've learned is that in order to make things as best as possible, you gotta do it like all the time with each other and just. Mm. And it's kind of hard when it's you're working with other artists that you have to like fix everything in schedule and you know work with it it is a lot harder but i think that's what makes it so much more elevated than if you were to just do it by yourself yeah because uh like with my other band the wave of discord that first ep that's out on streaming platforms you could check it out if you want <laughs> um that one was all me like mm -hmm. i did guitars i did drums i did bass i did vocals like i did everything mm -hmm. um it was also during pandemic so it was a very lonely time yeah um and Bad then done. <laughs> yeah, and then I found I found all my boys uh, through through like social media mm -hmm. and um, the internet, and the music that we've been making since then has been so much better. Yeah, because there's like so many ideas that I have, like I just throw them out there, mm -hmm. and they just they filter it. Yeah, <laughs> they filter the good stuff. And then, like, toss mm -hmm. away the, the bad so stuff. So it kind of clears your mind a little bit on what you were looking for. Yeah. It's also yeah. peace of mind, too, because mm -hmm. tracking drums was a nightmare. And my our our drummer, Kaysen, is a beast. So he just fucking comes in, nails it. I, I send him the track. I'm like, hey, this is our new song. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll work on it tomorrow. And he has, like, the fully done track by yeah. tomorrow. Like, he's insane. You. Here. <laughs> Here you go. He's a beast. Um, But, yeah. It's a peace of mind that everyone pulls their own weight and contributes to um, the project. Because the band, like, when you're in a band, it's not really about yourself. Yeah. It's like everyone's doing it for the band. Like, the band is its own little thing. It's the mastermind. Yeah. And, and you're all working towards that goal to achieve, like, whatever message you're trying to send across. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Working with working with my boys, with other artists, because mm -hmm. I've been around you guys and I love being around you guys because it's, I can really feel, I don't know, it's like an energy coming out from just seeing you guys create, mm -hmm. you know, or even when you guys are practicing in the garage, just your music, mm -hmm. I'm there and I'm like, I don't know, I just see you guys, <laughs> it's so cool, yeah. artists just in front of me displaying their performance, their talent. <laughs> So cool. I, I get that feeling sometimes. Uh, like when all of my my members from my metal band came down here, mm -hmm. it was my it was our first practice together, 
and uh, we were playing through some of the songs, and I was just like, I was singing, and I was doing my singing parts, and I kind of just took a step back, and I, I looked at everyone, mm-hmm. and I had this kind of surreal moment of like, these guys are so talented. Yeah. They're so talented. And uh, I'm lucky enough to have them like by my side to be able to do all this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was a great feeling. To I have love that. those moments because you really do feel it. It's like you feel like oh, you're over here. Yeah. Right. And you're just like, wow, this yeah. is this is great. This is wow. And at the same time, it make it makes me more passionate too. Cause mm-hmm. then I'm like, I have to be as good as they are. Yeah. And like always striving to be better than than how I am now, pretty much. One percent better, like Jay Bauer says. Yep. It's about that. It's about learning how to do that. Because sometimes you do want it all you do want it all at once, you know? Mm-hmm. And same thing with um your music with your band. There you go. <laughs> I need to fix that cable. It's been doing that lately. Okay. But um yeah. What was I saying? Doing that with your, with your what's it called? Your t- team members, your yeah. your band, yeah, right? Yeah. And doing it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the best way of going about it. Just simply having fun and I don't know, letting everything out. Yeah, letting go. How even <clears throat> even one thing you said earlier in the conversation was like it was something that you've never really processed, right? Or mm-hmm. like even thought about. I don't yeah. know what question it was, but you're like, I've just never had this conversation. Yeah. And I that's one thing that I'm trying to do a lot is just having conversations that we've never had because we mm-hmm. never had the opportunity to share with somebody. Yeah. And especially in creatives, in artists where they have a lot stored in their minds that they want to let out. But sometimes, again, I get you on that part of not having as perfect as you want it to be. Yeah. You know? And that really does stop you. Yeah. So if, for myself, like I'm, I'll be working with my own mental, have it on paper. I love writing in a journal, even if it doesn't like mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like, all right, let's see what we got in our mind. Let's right. just go. Yeah. One time I talked to myself in front of a mirror for an hour. Really? And I learned a lot. It, le- it made, it, it cleared up a lot. Mm-hmm. I really, it, I want everyone to try that once. Just sit Look at a mirror for a very long time. Just look at it. Look at yourself deep in your eyes, right? You're looking, you're looking. You don't say anything. Just look until words come out, you know? Don't force those words out. It's just when you're ready to talk, you talk. It's very interesting. You learn a lot. I feel like I'd get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes practicing being bored is what you need. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I I struggle with that. I'm notorious for always having something in my hands or mm-hmm. like in my ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, it's very hard for me to sit in silence. Yeah. Um, but the only time I'm okay with being sitting in silence is if I'm outside. Mm-hmm. If like we're at the beach or if I'm in a forest, like if we're going to like a national park or something. I would love to just like sit there. You know, I've been treasuring a lot more those moments where I just get to sit in silence. Mm. Um, Cause I know how much <clears throat> there is to do and how much needs to get done. And I do get it done. It's just sometimes it's nice to just sit and observe 
and just see what happens. I don't put know. things on pause for a moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a sense of meditation. Yeah, you know. So sometimes I'll just sit and I look outside, look at the clouds, look at the trees, see mm-hmm. what I hear. Maybe I learn something new. Maybe I don't, but I want to. Whatever comes. Yeah, yeah I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> or like uh, going out in the morning, going out in the mornings and just. I don't know. Going on a walk and seeing where your mind goes. See, I do that, but I listen to music when I do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm consuming something still. Yeah. But even then, like... Because uh, I heard this today, actually. It said that um, humans have actually... Are actually losing their ability to be bored. Because when you get bored, it's like... You know? And then you just toss it because you get bored of that. But yeah. this, you go on your phone and you're no longer bored. You're just scrolling and TikTok, see when it comes up. Well, that's the thing. You're still bored. You're still bored. You're just but killing you're time. Just... I think that's that's the thing that I've realized too. Like you're every time I'm on my phone, it's just to kill time. Yeah. And uh, I try not to to treat um, the art or media that I consume mm-hmm. that same way. Yeah, because when when I go to social media, I do that to kill time, or I post just to because yeah, yeah. social media. <laughs> um, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This uh, is me. And sometimes I catch myself like watching a TV show or consuming like content on YouTube mm-hmm. as a way to kill time. Uh. so like it it feels wrong for me to do that because I'm not appreciating it for what it could be like as its own thing Mm -hmm. i'm using it as a tool to push other things off as a a distraction yeah 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 pretty much yeah because i mean i grew up with youtube when it like well we grew up with youtube when it first started out Mm -hmm. you know and there would be that entertainment aspect with like smosh and niahiga all of those creators that really started the foundation to youtube but there's also that other side that allowed me to learn a lot. Like when it comes to drawing, I had YouTube videos, YouTube channels that I subscribed to. Shiny Spartan, I don't know where he went. I don't know. I can't find his Instagram or YouTube. They're gone. But he showed me a lot. Shiny Spartan, if you're watching this, thank you. You're one yeah, of my it's, teachers. It's that YouTube university. I'm the same yes, way. University. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've learned mostly everything that I know now through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether that's editing, playing guitar, like everything. And I think that's one of those things that kind of raises your ego a little bit because it's like, well, I already learned it. Same thing with this. Like, um, I already know it. I mm-hmm. saw a YouTube video on how to do it. So, like, I know how to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done. But there's always something else to learn to it. Yeah, I took a, I took a photo- philosophy class in mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. And there was a quote that really stuck with me he, from some philosopher. I forgot the name. Um, but the quote was something like, um, the minute you know everything, you know nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, it was Socrates, I think, that says something like that. He says something like, um, all I know is that I know nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that's, that. That's the thing. I love watch. I love learning about philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite class. classes. Right, you learn a lot. Yeah, it's like life. That's because so so there's this thing that I I don't really talk about, but I'm Uh I've had like existential dread since I was like 12. What do you mean? Like I'm scared of dying. 
Oh. Yeah. Like, the, there's, like, is? a weird irrational fear. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it developed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It's uh that's a very interesting topic. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just a part of life. Yeah. And that's what I've grown like I just have to get accustomed to that notion that I'm not here forever. Yeah. Um and it sounds so stupid saying it out loud cuz like obviously mm-hmm. everyone like death everyone is dies, the only yeah. death is the only road we share. Mm-hmm. Um but like for some reason I'm just terrified it of it and i feel like um i'm very fortunate to have that um fear i guess because mm-hmm. the reason why is because i don't want to let things the things that i have go mm-hmm. there's so much that i have and people that i love that i don't want to like lose them it's it's like um you fear death because you have so much yet to live yeah uh-huh. like I I don't want to die. Spider Verse Beyond the Spider Verse comes right? out next year. I can't. I have you to. Can't. I have to How? see it. I have to see that. Have you seen? I'm the not new dying one? until I see that. I just saw the new one yesterday. Oh, it's amazing. It's so beautiful. So good. Oh, the, the, so the, good. I'm ready. I'm ready. So good. Yeah. But the reason I brought that up is because I was in love with philosophy because that was like a yeah. big portion of philosophy is to I've understand a lot of philosophy understand recently. death and yeah. like. Not really understand it, but get used to it. Because to understand death is also to understand life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've always thought that. it. I've realized that a lot. Is there's always two sides to something, right? Right. And if there's beauty in death, there's got to be beauty in life. It's the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. Life wouldn't be worth it if it was forever, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So, I don't know, because I've been here... My... uh. My girlfriend asked me, she said, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I've come to a point where... I'm if not afraid I, of anything. No, because if I am afraid of things, it's just now snakes. I'm ready to like challenge... Yeah, Heights. snakes. I don't like snakes. But I'm ready to challenge those fears. I know? have a snake. I know, I heard. Your, yeah. your brother told me about it, how it's scary. He's like, dude, the other day... It's literally like the most chill me. snake you've ever met. Yeah, he, I don't he's know. like... He just sits in a ball all day <laughs> until you take him out, and then he's like, "That's it." What kind of snake is it? A ball python. I those are cool. They're docile. I, I hold up all. They're super python. docile. Yeah. So, but like snakes, the ones that like look at you funny, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that like look at you the wrong way. Yeah, one's kind of like twitching the eye, and the other one is just like. <laughs> so it's like, are you angry or happy to see me? Shit. And they don't have eyebrows or a mouth. How do you tell that emotions expresses from the emotions? Uh, the shape of their neck. <gasps> if they're in like in an S, like sharp S, that uh-huh. means they're ready to like pounce. Oh, really? They're coiled up. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. So if they're like that, that means they're just they're just defensive. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to hurt anyone. They want to just be alone. Uh-huh. They're very like solitude introverted creatures, which is great for me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm the I same way. Your boundaries. <laughs> yeah, just respect mine. So yeah, they're just you just go in, pick them up. So yeah, snakes snakes are something that I'm afraid of. I've always been afraid of snakes, but I know that I can like stomp out a snake. <laughs> like if it comes down to it, I'll take out that snake. Yeah. You know, and I, it's with a lot of different things. It's just about facing my fears and just simply doing it. And my girlfriend uh, told me that one of her fears was like losing somebody. Right? I'm like, well, I've never lost anybody. That's the mm. thing. I've never 
Like no one in my life has passed away. No one's significant. In yeah, your life. yeah, yeah. So I guess I just haven't experienced that. But one thing that I've learned from death is that it's not really about. I I guess you don't feel sad because they're gone. It's more sadness because they're not with you anymore, and you're remembering everything. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know. That, I've never experienced it. It's yeah. that one quote from WandaVision. What is what is pain? What is grief if not love persevering? Yeah. Right? So it's what like, is a man without fear? <laughs> it's that it's that pain that you feel because they're gone. <laughs> that's the reminder that you love them very much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's and you've so never you've never had that experience before? No, gladly. Like, I'm very fortunate to, like, I guess, experience that now. But if the day were to come where somewhere, someone very significant in my life... It's going to hit like a truck. (sighs) See, but I've thought about, I've thought about the moments if something like that, where it's not expected. So it's like... That's the thing, though. No matter what scenario you think... Yeah, it's you won't know how you feel until it actually happens. You know, so one thing that I've learned from that is just to love them every day. Like, what's so wrong with telling somebody like, hey, I love you? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. they've made it such a, I guess, sacred word. But no, love is love. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, when you love somebody, even if it's as a person, as a friend, as an actual like partner, you know, in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it depends on the culture, too. Yeah, but uh, I tweeted. Did I tweet this? No, I said it in the podcast before. It's in the drafts. Oh, no. It. Yeah, it's not in the drafts. Um, that the biggest religion is love. I would say that mm-hmm. most religions just go and work and flow through love. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like as cheesy as it does sound, like love is, re- is really the answer. Yeah. You know? Love is really the answer. Yeah. For everything. I have a question. Yes. Have you been in a fight before? I have been in a fight before. Like a physical fight. That's not like the MMA cuz I know you do you like the boxing and mm-hmm. MMA. And I'm not stuff. I'm not a striker. I don't li- I've never the time I've been in two fights before mm-hmm. and both times I didn't have to hit them. It was just simply taking them to the floor and then controlling it from there. Mm. Cuz I don't like to get hurt and I don't like hurting them. Right. So rather just control the situation a little bit more. Mm. And that's what that's one thing that I do like about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that it fits with me a lot. I'm very peaceful. I don't like hurting people, mm-hmm. but I do like being in control. Right. So I like stopping everything from getting worse. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, chill out, or I'll put you to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, other than that, I haven't been in like an actual fist fight. Mm-hmm. But still, I never know when that day's going to happen. Could so happen I do right try now. to train i guess or i get somewhat prepared for if that happens yeah because i got people around me that i care about man so i got to be able to step up if that occasion happens Mm -hmm. especially and even that's why i tell all of my friends to at least learn a little bit they're like well i don't really like it i'm like it's not about liking it it's about being ready yeah Yeah. it's -hmm. about your life you know you never know when you're gonna have to use it to protect your life Mm -hmm. and there's so many situations where I've seen, I'm like, uh, if only they knew a little bit, they could have gotten scratch-free. They could have been okay. Right. You know? 
about protecting yourself. It's like you're willing to eat healthy. You're willing to be in a good mental health. So why not learn some skills that some can people. save your life? Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Why did you ask about uh, if I've ever been in a fight? No, I was just, I was curious because uh, usually when people say they're very peaceful, mm-hmm. they've either never done anything violent mm-hmm. or have done something violent to the point where they like decided like, yeah, this is not it. I just want to see which one of those you were. It's more like I'm learning to. What did Joe Rogan say from a quote? It was like, uh, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a garden in a war. Right. And that's kind of what I'm getting to. It's like I'm very peaceful. You see me and you see how I treat my friends and, you know, I love them all. I want to, you know. Mm-hmm. And if it comes down to it, I want to be able to tap into, I guess, that beast inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I've, I don't know, it's so weird. I think when you like have somebody that you love and you take care of a lot, that you feel it a lot more. But like when I'm, when yesterday, I just went to go to the movie theaters with my girlfriend and her brother, right? Mm-hmm. And we're there and the entire time we're walking and it's more like security, you know? <laughs> it's like looking around, seeing if anybody's coming. Thank you. Know? danger everywhere just yeah (laughs) something like that yeah but i don't know i i think it just makes me better Mm -hmm. you know in some way yeah that's good yeah do you train anything Mm -hmm. have you ever trained anything like trained in martial arts uh i did taekwondo when i was little Mm -hmm. uh i got to blue belt Mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know how it works either. <laughs> it was like three stages. I was white, yellow, oh, orange. orange? I got to orange. Okay. Because then there's like blue, green, or green, blue, then brown, then black. Okay. So I didn't get very far. <laughs> I was very young. Um, but other than that, no. Yeah. No. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of crazy shit going on. You never know who you're going to run into, you know? Yeah. I've always wanted to. You always wanted to what? Like train. Train? For self-defense and whatnot. Yeah. I want um, to train really bad, but I don't have a place to train. I don't have a teacher to train me. Yeah. So the most that I can do is just train at least a little bit here at home. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the full max potential. Yeah. But I guess just by doing it, it gets you in that right mindset. Right. I just sparred like hand to hand. Oh, really? For the first time with Okeke. <laughs> Fucking whoop my ass, bro. Of course he did. Yeah. He's a hit. beast. He's huge. Yeah. Him and his friend Isaac, we went. They they invited me down to the park. And they're like, "You want to spar?" And they've asked me before. Okeke's asked me before. He's like, mm-hmm. "You want to spar?" I'm like, oh. "You gotta show a photo of Okeke on the park, just as context. <laughs> just uh, a picture of you, both of you next to each other, just, just to show he's the, fucking, he's the so comparison. Much than me, you yeah. know, he's much bigger than me. Yeah, and, in both um, regards." He's sparred before, you know, mm-hmm. so he's he's gotten punched. Yeah. I've never been punched in the face before. I've never been in an actual fist fight. Right. If it goes down to it, I'm grabbing the body, take you to the floor, right. you know? If it's like, if there's a lot of people, then I'm not doing shit. You know, I'd rather not, I'm the one to avoid the fights. Mm. I never get in the fight or I haven't been in that many fights because I'm always the one that's like, hey, guys, like the mediator. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm the, the same way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
Because it's like, what are we fighting for? We got other shit we could fight for that mean a lot more than whatever bullshit you guys are about to fight about. Especially if it's like outdoors in yeah. like a public. It's yeah. Like, you, can we just like go to where we needed to go? <laughs> you know, like this is not necessary. I don't know. I've I've learned patience a lot more. Not yeah. fully there yet, but it's like, eh. There's other ways to get around it. <laughs> for sure. Than just going straight to freaking fist fights. Yeah. But there's some people that it's like, what, motherfucker? Like, you talk, boom, right away. Three seconds, yeah, two words, and boom. They don't communicate with words, some yeah. people out there. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Yeah, because you can, I don't know. You could save a lot of lives by just talking. Talking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some people just want to talk. Yeah. And some people haven't talked in forever. You know, some people haven't had the time to have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, a full on conversation. Yeah. I like this. This is cool. <laughs> this is very cool. Yes. You know, I it feels like the true essence of a, of what I imagined the kickback where we're just like we're actually just talking. Mm. I'm learning a lot. I'm telling you. <laughs> Going down the rabbit hole. Going down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. YouTube University. Thank you. Thank you, YouTube. Yeah. Wait, is this on YouTube right now? No, not right now. But it will be. It will be. Once I edit it up, yep. But speaking of your creative flow, let's go back to that. Because that's mm. one thing I like having the artists talk about when they come on the right. kickback. It's about creativity because I'm all into creativity. So like even just a simple question, like how did you get over those um, writer's blocks in a way where you just, I don't know. How do you, how do you, contra, how do you fight um, perfectionism? Mm. I feel like that's one of the biggest struggles that every artist goes through. I think it comes in two ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first way, which is probably the more common way, mm-hmm. is um, the due date is due. Uh, the video needs to go out. So you're just like, screw it. Function. Do whatever. Send it. Needs to be done. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Boom. <laughs> well, not really happy with it, <laughs> but it's done. Yeah, yeah. It's done nonetheless. Um that's one option. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we were working. Well, I don't know if I could talk about this. Uh, well, would you release it if you weren't happy with it? Yes, you would. Yeah, even if you thing. weren't. Yeah, that like first two or three years of my YouTube mm-hmm. career, hated every video. Sucked. Oh wow! As I was editing, I was just like, "This is so stupid." Like I. I like, am I, I am doing? not good at this. <laughs> and then uh it got to a point where I was just like okay, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try to up the quality. Um cuz I've had the same camera. Yeah. The um, Lumix? The Lumix yeah. since the start oh, of shit. the YouTube. Do you but use I, that as like your main camera for everything? Mhm. Nice. Yeah. But I didn't know how to use it. Oh. Uh, so I was shooting in like 1080. I didn't know I could shoot 4K. <laughs> I also didn't have the computer to be able to edit in 4k yeah. that's a whole other problem that's hefty yeah hefty work for a computer um like i didn't even know what proxies were until last year generate proxy generate media. proxies next to original folder yes please yes please um leave it overnight and you're all good to go yeah <laughs> so yeah it's it's been um it's been a journey learning journey but i think that's that's one way and the the second way to get over perfectionism is kind of just like uh, it's that realization that like it's not gonna be as good as you think it is. Um, and that's okay. 
well in my head i still don't think it's okay <laughs> but i still have to send it yeah. so i'm just like okay i'll do better on the next one uh-huh. i'll send it and that's it um and then i do better on the next one yeah but even then it's, on the it, next one i'm just like okay it's not as good it's better than the last one but it could have been better in some ways so i'll do better on the next one and that's been the past like, two years yeah it sounds like you raise your standard every single time yeah Which yeah <laughs> i i mean it's not it's not bad i just feel like it's a little bit toxic uh mm-hmm. personally because it's not hurting anyone mm-hmm. other than myself yeah um self-doubt yeah i'm riddled with that um <laughs> I but think it, it sure, kind of yeah. just like it makes me want to do more mm-hmm. um so i guess that's a good thing it's it's getting the results in an not so healthy way but it's uh-huh. not totally unhealthy uh-huh. maybe i'm just trying to uh, I mean, brainwash it myself never hurts to let out a little blood sweat and tears yeah. No, but the thing that I that I really love though is so uh like when I upload a YouTube video, especially this last week, I uploaded a full album reaction for this cuz I do reactions on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I did a whole album reaction for this band called Sleep Token. Okay. And um I got like 30 comments on each video, which is more than usual for me. Mm-hmm. Um and they were like a Good majority of them were saying how good the editing was. Uh-huh. Um, and I've said this about my channel a lot. I'm not funny. My editing is funny. Uh-huh. I Ooh. make myself funny. Uh-huh. I get what you <laughs> Through edits. Because um, you really can't do that. You get some zoom in, some mm-hmm. face tracking. I yeah. get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I've learned like from my old videos, too. Because I didn't edit that much in the old videos. Uh-huh. And I realized... 90% how of it is unentertaining editing. it was. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> we need to change this from the ground up, rebuild. Um, uh-huh. So I've saved my humor through editing. And like, it's gotten to the point, because I edit all my videos, mm-hmm. and it's gotten to the point where I make jokes knowing that I'm going to edit them in a certain way. Uh. So like, as I'm reacting, it's still my genuine reaction. Yeah. But... Some of the things that I do and the faces that I give, I know that they'll be delivered a certain way through post. You're editing in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I'm I'm seeing the timeline as I'm recording, which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. kind of mind-boggling. But so you're like looking at the monitor like that's layer two. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to make a J cut here. It's going to mm-hmm. transition here. Uh-huh. Swoosh um, effect, pop. Yeah. Zoom in, zoom out. My, I've kind of like hotwired my brain to think that way mm-hmm. and it's helped a lot to elevate the editing because like i never plan out my videos they're always just like i, I hit record and i start thinking of what to do mm-hmm. um so it's good for me to think that way because now like there's more elaborate things i can do mm-hmm. knowing what i'm capable capable of in post mm-hmm. um and what i'm able to do and splice together as I'm recording, thinking of it, and then being able to do that in post. You can incorporate that same thing into your music of just, like, I'm going to record. Because 90% of it, how you said, is basically editing. Yeah. Same thing with music. It's like, just go in, record, see where you get, and then afterwards, figure it out. See what mm-hmm. see what you can make with what you got, with what you did. I think 
with music it's a little different because for me i'm very it, it's very important important for me to send a message through what i'm writing mm-hmm. um whether it's like writing guitar for forget tomorrow mm-hmm. or writing lyrics for wave of discord um and sometimes you don't even have to like release the music but right. just in a matter of making oh, that there's practice so many unreleased songs yeah. from both bands yeah that we have not touched in the slightest and they're bad songs mm-hmm. they're not great but the fact that we wrote them gave ideas to new songs yeah so yeah uh one thing i heard about eminem is that he writes everything in his book mm-hmm. like he's always writing something every single day all the damn time he carries his netbook everywhere mm-hmm. and he just writes yeah he doesn't use any of what he writes, but it's just a matter of writing to practice. It. And it's that consistency too. Yeah, it yeah. really keeps you consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're when you're writing songwriting specifically, mm-hmm. it's so hard to um, create an idea out of nothing and not fall in love with it. Yeah, I think that's a very important thing for for a band, especially a new band like us. To not fall in love with everything that you write, because mm-hmm. I I used to do that when I first started writing, and I was like, this is this is amazing, I love this, mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't touch it. I loved it so much that I I thought it was good the way it was, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. So being able to like look at what you made and think like, um, I like these ideas, they couldn't be improved in certain areas, but. It's important to know how you, how and why you like them, mm-hmm. so, so that you keep the you essence of that. Yeah, and just work I get around you, get you. it. Because sometimes when you're working on a song, you start changing things to the point where it sounds like a complete different song. Yeah, and, and the no feel, longer. the feel that you wanted and that you had for the original version, uh-huh. is gone. Yeah, it's no longer what you originally thought. Mm-mm. And how do you, how do you reverse that? How do you go back to that? To which you originally you start a new song. <laughs> you start. You give up on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> or like, if Jordan really likes a song, um, or like a a melody idea or song theme, um, and he wants to do it, but everything that we've been doing is not it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of take a day to uh, reset. I don't think about it. I consume other media. I think that's the big, the best way to um, one get get out of creative block, um, and to find new ideas is by taking ideas from other people. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. How do you listen to music? How? Mm-hmm. Um, with my ears. <laughs> no. Um, it depends. Cause when I listen to metal, I'm focused on the the syncopation and the rhythm of of everything hearing how all the instruments like coincide and how the lyrics are delivered in certain ways because Mm -hmm. that's a very important part of that genre the delivery um to have like an impact whether it's for like a breakdown or for like important like emotional parts of the song um so when it comes to metal i listen to to that aspect um when it comes to like pop and pop rock, punk, emo, whatever genre mm-hmm. in that regard. I listen to a lot of the melody with vocals and guitars. Mm-hmm. Bass and drums are kind of just there to fill fill everything. Um, 
but for me, I focus a lot on the guitars just because that's my main instrument. And I focus on the melodies from the guitars and from the vocals and how they connect. Mm-hmm. So when it comes, like one of the biggest ones that I love listening to is My Chemical Romance. Okay. Because they have the rhythm guitar that does the main section that's supported with the bass and the drums. Mm-hmm. But they always have a lead on top of everything. And that lead delivers a huge, like a much different tone than it would if it just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lead coincides with the melodies that like Gerard Way, the vocalist, does all the time. And they like go back and forth and they it's it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And w- I've tried to incorporate that in mm-hmm. my music. Um, you see it a little bit in Sundress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it a little bit in Young Love. So, what you're saying that you like with music is when it all just comes together. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you... I'm learning a lot from you just from observing and it. It's just... You really do like when things just come into fruition, mm-hmm. right? Like, you do this, this happens here, this happens here, and then... Yeah. Something great. And when you work under your pressure, under that pressure of like that weak time span, yeah. that you're somehow like almost always it of like, yeah. damn, this guy's really a workhorse. They're like, there's there's a song that perfectly envelops how I enjoy listening to music. Mm-hmm. It's called um, Nihilist mm-hmm. by a band called Architects. It starts off. It starts off really, really crazy. The drums are doing completely different thing from the guitars, and the vocals are doing com- their own thing. Like everyone's just all over the place, going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then around like 20, 30 seconds in, everything just like <sighs> syncs up, and everything's just like on the beat, and it's everything syncopated, and everything's mm-hmm. beautifully bouncy and amazing. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard that song, um, it was. It was a feeling that I, I still remember to this day because I'm like, how how did they go from like this mess of sound mm-hmm. and form like everyone's just like together and it's it's like tight, like yeah. really tight. When, when you play metal, you have to be extremely tight because there's a lot of notes in very little time frames. Mm-hmm. So if they're you have off... To hit your mark. Yeah, if they're off even by a little bit, it sounds terrible. Uh. Um, so... Having, Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you listen to metal, the drums are structured very differently from most other genres. Mm-hmm. The the cymbals um, are the ones that keep the rhythm, and the bass drum, the kick, mm-hmm. follows the guitar. So, like, both all bass, guitar, and drums have to hit the same notes at the same time throughout the whole song, majority of the time. So, like that syncopation is extremely important. Yeah. Because it's not that it's over. Yeah. Damn. I didn't know that. That's crazy. And that's why I love uh, that genre of music and that's why I've incorporated it into like everything that I do because Mm -hmm. having that uh, dissonance and then having it resolve, Mm -hmm. that's like beautiful to me. And it's with like film too, like Mm -hmm. all that dissonance, the tension to resolve in like the climax it's yeah. like so satisfying the gaffers come in this comes out this mm. goes that way they act it out like, have you seen that clip of the the blocking it's like one room yep. and the girls there and everyone's just doing a bunch of crazy stuff the one and cut? you see the shot yeah and it's just beautiful 
so wow. smooth. So yeah, when everyone just does their part and they do it to it's just about making something to the best that it can be mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I've seen that one and I've seen the one where they're doing like blockbuster movie posters or something. Like one of them is like Tom Hanks like this mm. and then it's like Daft Punk and then it's like Mad Men and it's, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. But I get what you mean. It's when everything comes into symphony and you know um one thing that I heard it was in a book. I was listening to an audio book before. You've probably heard it. It's called uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. With the orange cover? No, it's white. I've heard it. You should you I've should go it. on Spotify. Oh, the orange one is uh, the subtle art of, of not giving a fuck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. another one. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. But um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. There's an audio book version of it on Spotify. It's like an hour or two long. Yeah. Great audio book. You're going to freaking love it. Yeah. But he explains how um, sometimes it's so cool. It's like almost an invisible energy around a group of people that are all focused on one thing of making something as best as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like when they're all going in and putting in their energy like that, it's like they create an invisible, an invisible power, and that's called a mastermind, you know? Right. It's like when everything the comes into mind. a symphony. Yeah. The hive mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I totally understand that because there's a lot of moments when uh, I'm with like a group of creatives, especially working with like the North Star Boys, the mm-hmm. media team. Um, it's just three of us at the moment. Um, but whenever I'm editing like by myself, um, I edit a certain way. But when I'm with them, mm-hmm. the the ideas that are thrown out are much different than what I would normally do just by myself. And having that creative energy to just bounce off of other people is very valuable and entertaining. Yeah, it really is. It's so much fun. Yeah. Because, like, when I'm doing these podcasts, when I'm editing it, I'm like, oh, six forever. (laughs) Yep. You know, to go in all the way through. And... It's about me being the editor at that time because I can't just be the the talk show host or the camera operator or just the editor or just the publisher. It's like I'm all in, right. you know. Yeah. And I sole think, proprietorship. Yes, but eventually, like it'd be cool working with a team of mm-hmm. era. You guys make the thumbnail, make it badass. You guys make the live transitions that be badass. Yeah, and we make a badass podcast. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I've learned just from working with people. Um, it's kind of difficult because you have to, um, again, get rid of that ego that yeah. that lets you that like tells your head like you're you have the right decision here. Yeah, and you have to kind of just kill that and be like. Um, Let's try. Maybe, maybe, maybe this will work. Yeah. And more often than not, it does. It does. Yeah. yeah. And if it doesn't, you find something even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about leaving your ego at the door with anything that you create. Yeah. Because if it's there, you're not going to freaking like it. Yeah. You're not going to like what you make. I think that's that's an, probably also why I struggle with, with uh, confidence a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because I'm so used to leaving ego to perfect the creative process, I find myself leaving that ego 
in real life, <laughs> like yeah. outside the creative process, because I'm always doing something, mm-hmm. and my my social life, my work life, like they blend a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's hard for me to um, suppress the suppression yeah. of the ego, because I I'd, I'd like to be confident, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, I don't know. I guess it just it's the reason I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. Having that relationship with ego is always very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very different with everybody. Yeah. I would like, I don't know. I try to leave ego at the door as much as possible, but it's, it shows up, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's more of like learning how to use that ego of like, uh, or on your own personal time. Yeah. Like I would say like when I'm, working out or if I'm like just shadow boxing or something or if I'm you know just creating something mm-hmm. I have that little ego of like I have to do this as best as possible but then like once it's done like I don't need it anymore. do you find the ego in like strange places mm-hmm. like not the usual like people complimenting you or doing a job well done but some like bizarre place where you find ego a bizarre place that I find ego. Yeah, mm, that's a good question. I don't know where would be one of your places that you find ego besides your music. Um, hmm. I okay. So this is the thing. I'm very self conscious about how I look. Mm. Um, but every now and then, I post on my story post a selfie and it's not even like because i don't i rarely ever get response yeah yeah. responses or compliments about how i look but the fact that i took that photo and posted it felt good like i raised my own ego yes like i don't even care who sees it but the fact that i did that yeah i don't know i think you said it perfectly because this whenever there is ego behind it or is trying to disrupt something i like because I, I see that part. Like, I think, like, with my confidence of showing myself, like, taking a selfie, sometimes I just post it, and I'm like, it is what it is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of doing it in anything that you set yourself up for. Yeah. Because once you do it, you just, it's already done. Like, why yeah. are you going to cry about it, you know? If I make a video and it's bad, and I'm like, oh, fuck, shit, it's so bad. You know, but it's up. Would you ever... Are you the the type of person to like archive or unlist videos if you think they're not good enough? Um, because I am, but archive. I just want to know if you are. I do it sometimes, not too often, a little bit. Cause I do think it. I do think about yeah. it a lot. Of like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that one needs to go. Sometimes I don't. I archive it because I don't think it looks pretty in that spot, like mm-hmm. on my Instagram. Yeah, but like with YouTube videos. Well, for Instagram, it's like aesthetic purposes. Yeah, for aesthetic keep purposes. The grid good, right? Because yeah. it's still in the reels, you know. In the exactly. Reels yeah, yeah, yeah. But for videos that I don't like, yeah, I just put them as private. I'm like, either I'll just cherish it to myself. Yeah. You know, I don't need anybody to cherish it. Right. I see that. I don't know. It's just that some people won't see the good that I see in the video, and I don't want them to destroy it. Mm. You know, that so I'd rather just keep it to myself. I had a purge recently on my YouTube channel. <laughs> I, ha- <laughs> I haven't purge. touched all the videos I want to yet, but 
You're still getting to them. I'm still getting to them. I've been enlisting the videos for like the past three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until I'm enlisting up until the point I'm oh, like satisfied with how they are. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of videos on my channel that like there's one that had like 26K views, mm-hmm. which is very rare for my yeah. channel. 26K um, is a lot of views. Yeah. Um, and it's a terrible video. Yeah, it's, it's a always t- the unexpected ones. Yeah, it. I mean, I understand it because it was a really popular song. Uh huh. Because with reaction videos, like the analytics are a little bit different because you have to you have to like uh, factor in the fact that you're listening to a certain band to a certain song that they release at mm-hmm. like a certain point in their career, and timing as well. How late you are to release it after the song comes out. Um, I'm always late, which is why my views don't really get that good. But uh-huh. I, I'm late because I take the time editing. Yeah. Um, and people appreciate it, which is why I still do it. Um, but see, that song was... It, it's like structures that yeah. really limits the artist yeah, yeah. in creating in anything. Yeah. Because like there's rules. If I had the videos that I make now mm-hmm. come out the day after the song is released, I feel like they do so much better. Yeah, because you're right away, and it it I've proven it. Like, yeah, I've like they come up every Thursday at nine p.m. There's a new batch of songs for that week. Um, I recorded a song when it came out. I edited the video the next morning, mm-hmm. released it that following day. It did so much better than any of my other Cause videos. Because it's popping. Because it's just you have to hit the right time. Same thing with like my UFC account. Um, if I'm gonna make a a reaction video that I filmed the day of mm-hmm. the fight, I have to post it up right That's away. Right away. Because if I post it down like a week later, everyone's like, eh. That's old news. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are like this. Yeah. You know? It's it's changed a little bit in the reaction scene because there's a lot of reaction channels for the genre that I listen to. Um, and there's a lot of successful ones too. Yeah. Um, and a majority of the successful ones... Uh, are pretty slow to their uploads, mm-hmm. um, which is the only reason, one of the only reasons I've still done what I do. The comments is a big reason, mm-hmm. but the fact that I've seen people have that success with the methods that I'm doing, I'm just like, okay, this works. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to stop. Because I think it can go like two ways. It can be like, it's cool that you have to release it right of way. Because mm-hmm. the only enemy at that part would be yourself. Like, oh, I want to get it good enough for, I guess for me, I want it to be good, right? right? But right. Uh, how you said, or how we just said that people are like this, Yeah, you know? They don't take time to consider everything that you do. So sometimes it's just about making it, putting it together. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I like it. It's done. Whatever. I know it could be better if I really took my time with it. But for what it is, it's done. I like it. Let's get right. it done. Yeah. Upload it. Right? Or you can take your time with it and it's only, it's a little bit harder because you don't have a team behind it. Mm-hmm. But if you put your art into it, your more of yourself into it and take your time with it, mm-hmm. it really does show. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, you and people can, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it holds a value that goes on forever. Yeah. Besides just a simple reaction. Yeah. And you know? a majority of my, my comments, and I say this all the time to everyone that I talk to about it. My comments are so nice mm-hmm. to me. I'm so fortunate. Yeah. Um, and a lot really of them cool. are just saying like, 
this editing is amazing. Yeah, I, I love, love the editing. Yeah, yeah. that 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 one edit that you did and at it this is point. Really good editing. I love the editing on your videos. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's like, as I'm editing a video, like th- this morning, I edited a video that I released today. Uh-huh. Um, and as I was editing, I was like, please stop. I hate this. I hate this so much. I had this random moment of like, I Fuck don't. It. I'm done because mm-hmm. it was a, it was a edit that I was like struggling with and I couldn't get for the life of me, <laughs> uh, and I was so frustrated. Um, but then like I took a break and then I went back to uh, post in the community tab to tell them like I'm gonna be late. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I I read some of the comments on my most recent video, and then I saw like all the positive stuff like saying the editing was amazing and like mm-hmm. keep doing it and all that. It's like I'm just like. <sighs> They give me yeah. that that power, and it's those people that you really want to cater to the most. It's that's like that's you, literally the only reason why I'm still doing YouTube. That's yeah. good. I love it. Yeah, because it I I'm gonna come across that too later on when mm-hmm. to start like doing I guess my stuff to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I'm learning that from you. That it's like you just you know what you're looking for. Yeah, it kind of sets me off on the right track too. Yeah, it's it's hard uh, to keep. Not only the consistency, um, but to keep the creativity the in that consistency. Because yeah. being creative 24-7 is so difficult. Oh yeah. I think it, it's it hurts how difficult it is. I think it's difficult because we set that expectation of our creativity instead of just simply creating. Yeah. I think for me, it's it's the fact that I'm always because I'm always come up with new ideas, especially when I'm when I press record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I take thirty seconds. I'm like, okay, the intro is gonna be like this. It's gonna go into this, and the reaction is gonna start here, and then I'll just figure it out, figure it out when See it how gets. It goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but having those thoughts, um, is very mentally draining. Yeah. Of having to think. Yeah. Yeah, when you know that it's the time to create. Huh? Yeah. That's uh, that's another reason why I procrastinate a lot too is because I know the the mental toll that it takes and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to put myself right through now. this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like even me with like simply sketching, I'm like, oh, <laughs> here we go. We're about to freaking draw something. What do yeah. I draw? Yeah. You know? And sometimes it's just a matter of, all right, I'm going to draw a circle here. Then I'm going to add a line here. Eh, I don't like that line. I'm going to put a line here. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have a whole sketch going on. Yeah. And then it's up to you whether or not you want to take that sketch into an actual artwork or just leave it as a sketch. Yeah. that That's a that's a great way to put it. And that describes the process a lot, too, because uh, I was comping sequencing the the performance video we did for forget tomorrow mm-hmm. we had like 12 takes <laughs> and i was like sifting through all the footage and i was like i have no idea how i'm gonna edit this and put this yeah. together um and then i just started i was just like okay i'll click on one i started with one clip and i was like okay that part could go good it could go good here mm-hmm. and then i click on another video and i'm just like oh that, that, that part will sync well with this part in the song. And then 
just slowly and surely, like, you get through the whole thing, and then it's like, oh, it's done. Yeah. Ah. I like it. Cool. I like it. Send it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The process can be like that majority of the time. It's Mm -hmm. just like doing, you have no idea what you're doing until it's done, and you're like, oh, it looks pretty good. I think that's what it is. It's about going into it with a truly blank canvas. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because... I don't know. There's just so many aspects to it and so many things that limit us. And I think that's just part of being human. Your mind does something to you, you know? Yeah. Like, why can't I just do it? Neurodivergent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's going to be it, man. One hour and 24 minutes of us talking on the kickback podcast. It felt like longer. It did. I was surprised. I checked earlier while we were talking. Yeah. I was like, I wonder how long we've been talking to you. Probably like an hour. It was only 37 minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And then I checked again, and I was like, I wonder how long we've been recording for. And I look, and I'm like, oh, shit. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Mm. So I, it was great talking to you. Yes, to I you I love this well. conversation. We this learned a fun. lot. And yeah. uh, I want to have you back again, because I feel like there's always going to be something else to talk about as Let's we both grow yeah. in our creative journey. Let's do it once I hit uh, 5K. I'm okay. at 3.8 right now. On on YouTube. On YouTube? Yes. Psych, you're coming back next week. <laughs> I gotta get 5K by next week. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys happen to enjoy, make sure to like and subscribe. If you guys are listening over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of those audio listening websites, come over here to YouTube where we have video along with it too. Mm-hmm. If you guys happen to enjoy, go to his websites, where can they follow you? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me at Wavelengths with two Vs on YouTube. You can find Forget Tomorrow at forgetxtomorrow.com. You can find Wave of Discord at Wave of Discord uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you can find me on Twitch uh, with Wavelengths. Any, Wavelengths is my handle. Yeah, for, you'll find me. Just search up Wavelengths. Yeah. You'll find you. And last message to the world. Oh... Uh, that's important. Take your time with it. Oh God. Um. What does the world have to hear? Um. Uh. Uh. It kill violence with um with uh art. With passion. With passion. Yeah. Stay with passionate. Kindness. Keep building. Keep growing. Mm-hmm. Keep creating. Keep living. See you guys.